Welcome to the Real Immunity Podcast, where we'll dig deeper into the concepts from the Real Immunity film series. Learn more at realimmunity.org. Hi, everyone. This podcast is all about German new medicine. Um, And if you haven't heard about German new medicine yet, you are about to really have your mind blown about this theory on healing that Scylla has actually started to take quite a deep dive into. She's going to share with us the major concepts behind German new medicine. Hopefully this will be the first of several conversations on the topic since Scylla will be starting classes in German new medicine starting next month. So I'm sure she'll want to share all that she's learning with us. So without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and launch into the conversation. And we're going to start by having Sol explain the background and a little history on German new medicine. German new medicine is something that I've had an interest in for a number of years. And the opportunity has presented itself to dive in head first. And I've actually been seeing a physician in the Netherlands who left conventional medicine to do a more alternative practice. She was an internist and she was in occupational medicine. And now she follows the theory of German new medicine and does emotional freedom technique, EFT. And uh, German new medicine is not a method per se. It is a philosophy. So there are no quote unquote certification um, boards for German new medicine, because it's a philosophy. It's no one, you can apply it philosophically, but it's not like a method that you're applying. So do you want me to dive into? Yeah, yeah. Dive into what the the theory, you know, what the whole idea behind it is and just share maybe some examples for people. Right. So Dr. Hammer is the originator and it's, it's, um, he just died recently in 2017, but his son, Dirk Hammer, was accidentally shot and died as a result of a gunshot wound. And shortly thereafter, his father, Dr. Hammer, developed testicular cancer. And he happened to be a physician who was working with cancer patients and found that most, or not, if not all, of these cancer patients had some sort of emotional shock prior to their diagnosis. And he started looking at brain scans and found there there was actually evidence within the brain scans of lesions that corresponded to the actual system or organ where the cancer was. So he he made these connections and Dr. Hammer was brilliant. He had patents, he was a well-respected physician. Um, he He was quite well known and came up with this theory and recognized the relationship between an emotional shock and a biological response. So he came up with five biological laws and I'll synopsize those five laws. And basically all of German new medicine is based upon these five biological laws and you can identify labs, you can identify x-rays, you you know, all sorts of imaging and testing can be verified 
uh, based upon these five biological laws. So law number one is that a biological shock will result in a lesion in the brain and a simultaneous tissue response in the body. So any biological shock, there'll be a lesion in the brain and then some response in the body. Law number two, there are two phases to this process, the shock phase, phase sorry, and the healing phase. And the healing phase only occurs if the initial shock is resolved. So basically, once there's a shock, his, his son dies, and then it's resolved. They're through the funeral. They're through the grieving process. Then you see the actual biological response in the tissue. And he describes, I'll give you another example, describes, let's say a woman is walking her child across the street, a car comes and hits the child. The child's in the hospital, near death, the mother's grieving, worried, fretful, upset. And this, this shock, emotional shock, causes a biological shock to the brain. There's a lesion in the brain and it forms um, a relationship to her her breast, because the breast is where she nurtures the child. And evolution says that if your young of any species is in danger, you must nourish and save your young. Mm. So the brain mm. develops more cells wow. in the breast. Wow. And then that gets diagnosed as a breast cancer at some point. Wow. So and once you see the tumor and she's diagnosed with breast cancer, that's the healing phase. Right. Because the shock phase was when the lesion was formed and the brain starts you know, developing more cells. So the brain can um, act upon the tissue either in building more cells to build up that tissue as in you know, more breast tissue for nursing a child, or it can take away cells in the case of something like an ulcer, like a stomach stomach ulcer or osteoporosis, robbing the bones. Um, and those are two different and distinct actions that can happen. Yeah. So if we can pause there for just a second. Um, so the, the occurring symptoms that happen after this trauma, this is like one of the most interesting parts of German, or is it German new medicine or German? Mm -hmm. German. German new medicine. Okay. German new medicine is that it's where this kind of thinking and allopathic thinking really diverges in how it sees these symptoms because um, the, the cancer or the, um, you know, the erosion of tissue that's happening is actually the healing process and then allopathic medicine gets involved in, and, you know, so that's, that's really interesting to me. We're yeah. misinterpreting. Well, it turns conventional medicine on its head completely. So it's challenging to wrap your mind around until you see it in action. Yeah. Um, because it's the complete opposite of what we've been taught. And my practitioner who's in the Netherlands, she literally used the word dogma. She said, wow. conventional medicine is dogma. It's things that have been passed down and passed down and passed down. And, you know, I'll, I'll tell you some other interesting things she says about the process of metastasis. Because yeah. that's even more interesting. So, okay, those are the first two biological laws. The third biological law is that the level of the brain affected by the shock 
determines how the corresponding tissue will react. So depending on what area and level of the brain, there's new brain, old brain, um, the, when the, when the, in embryology, when a baby is born, there's mesoderm, ectoderm, and endoderm, three types of tissue. And the brain is associated with building those three types, developing those three types of tissue. So depending on where the lesion is in the brain, will then affect the corresponding tissue. And this is something that I hope to be learning in the class because it's you know, quite detailed and involved. Mm -hmm. The fourth biological law, here's another one that will spin your brain. Microbes are an inherent part of the healing and repair phase. Mm -hmm. So parasites, bacteria, fungi, they have all been symbiotic with us as human beings because they are responsible for breaking down and rebuilding new tissue. So, you know, one conventional or even functional concept of disease is that these microbes are problems and that disease results from parasites or from fungi or candida or, you know, any number of things. Whereas this fourth biological law in German new medicine says they are there for a purpose and we need them. Mm. So they are going to break down that tumor in this next phase of healing. They will break down that tumor and digest it and get rid of it. That's absolutely amazing. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy, isn't it? I mean, and, and they even go as far as to uh, elucidate what types of bacteria and fungi Wow. Go after what things. So, you know, all the parasite cleansing that I've been doing, it, it just gives me pause for thought here. And yeah. Yeah. And just how much when we start to talk to naturopaths and whatnot, that there's so much of the conversation is about the problem of parasites. And oh, well, you've got to clear up this parasite. And then until you do that, you can't do this. And it's like, Oh my gosh, a part of that healing process was the right. development of this yeah. parasite issue all along. And are we perpetuating the problem by eliminating parasites? Because I mean, I remember long before this whole parasite concept became very popular and we started all working on the parasites, long before that, I was taught that. We are, you know, parasites, fungi, molds, we, all these bacteria and microbes are part of us and we need them. They create the symbiotic balance yeah. for us to break down and recreate tissue. So, yeah. So anyway, that's the fourth law, which is a juicy one. And then the fifth law says, what we have come to fear is disease is actually a special biological program of nature intended to strengthen the individual and the species itself. Mm. So it's adaptation. Yes. I because I know in my heart of hearts that we are designed to thrive and evolve and expand and become perfect. We, that's how we survive. That's how the species survives. Yes, absolutely. So yeah, this is just validation that these healing processes are part of that we're trying to survive just like the mother whose child is hit by a car 
She's making more breast tissue so she can nurture her child so her child can live and the species can endure. Yes. It's a primitive, primitive (laughs) type of reaction Mm -hmm. to shock. Yeah, primitive. But at the same time, I'm just in awe of the advanced technology that's actually involved here. (laughs) You know, like that we we sit here and we're we're critical of it. We're so critical. And we've oh, this is wrong, this is bad, you know, got to get rid of those parasites. The body has all along been right on. The body has all along exactly done this right. It seems so. Yeah, it's it's mind-blowing. It really is, Courtney, because I remember being in homeopathy school and it's such a transformation of one's worldview to learn about homeopathy and the theory of health and the vital force, et cetera. I remember sitting there four years, basically thinking, wow, this is a steeping process. You've got to steep in this like a tea bag and you've got to hear it and see it and feel it and know it and read it. And you really have to, because even after I got out of school, I would meet moments where I would say, does this really work? And I'd been involved with it for years. So any new worldview requires a steeping process. And I know that German new medicine is the same. It's going to require me hearing other people's stories, looking at cases, understanding how to connect the dots. So Mm -hmm. I, I made a commitment to take this class because I feel like this is really critical for me to know for my own health and for my clients and how I'm going to dovetail this in with what I know about homeopathic theory. Mm. Um, the interesting thing is it takes me farther and farther and farther away from conventional thought. Totally. And I think that's the healing of it. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's so interesting because the way that you're sharing this, it's absolutely blowing my mind. And I feel like um, German new medicine is more of sort of like a, a religion, like, and I don't mean that like it's a yeah. kind of thing, but it's a change in the belief system. It's a, it's a, right. a shift beyond the 3D. And I feel like that's a shift into a healing mindset that we all really need right now. So this is a big yeah. game changer. You're absolutely right. And as far as metastasis, my practitioner in the Netherlands said, no you do not, she said, how does metastasis happen? And I said, well, blood or lymph carries those stem cells and takes them to another organ and you have, you know, metastasis spread to another organ. And she said, if that were the case and someone donated blood without knowing they had cancer, they would give all those other people cancer that took their blood, (laughs) which doesn't happen. And she said that her colleague worked at a famous cancer center. And she said, I'll give you a million euro if you can show me a study that absolutely proves the existence of metastasis. And she couldn't do it. Whoa. So what she says is that it's a new presentation. Mm. So you can have multiple shocks that go unresolved and there's another shock. And she said very frequently, Once someone gets a cancer diagnosis, it's a biological shock in itself. Mm -hmm. So then you have the genesis of something else happening until you resolve that. Right. Right. Wow. So, yeah. And, you know, 
she has shared with me a number of correlations, you know, breast cancer, of course, it's about nurturing, depending on whether it's on your dominant side or on your opposite side, it can be a child or someone in your nest, quote unquote, mm-hmm. or it can be an authority figure, a father, um, you know, an adopted child, um, if it's on the, the same side as your dominant hand. And then uh, things like liver cancer, that's about starvation. Um, so was there a threat of starvation where uh, perhaps, um, you know, something occurred that you associated on a subconscious level with not being able to eat? Maybe it's, you know, going on a crash diet, maybe, you know, it could be any number of things. Um, The bones, the ligaments, the muscles, all soft tissue has to do with self-devaluation because that's your structure. That's what's holding you together. So if you don't love yourself, if you don't, you know, respect yourself, that's where it's going to manifest. And if there's a shock associated with that behavior or belief system for you, then that's what's going to happen. Um, The lungs are grief and fear of death. So people who are grieving, uh, people who have a shock associated with possible death, it can, yeah. it can show up in the lungs. So that's a very cursory explanation because I in no way have a depth of understanding yet. Mm-hmm. But what I've learned so far, I find really intriguing and it resonates with me. Yes. Yeah. And do you have um, ideas on how you think you'll pull this in to your consulting, your home, you know, with homeopathy at all yet? Or are you just kind of still exploring that? I'm still exploring it because, you know, the few acute cases that I've had since I started opening this door, cracking this door in my mind, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, hmm, what, what was that biological shock that occurred before this, this child had an ear infection or a cold or, cause it can happen on a very um, uh, acute level, you know, like a cold or, and they give an example in one of the texts I was reading where let's say a child is eating toast and hears his parents arguing violently and runs to his bedroom crying, afraid that the parents are going to, the family's going to come apart. It's a young child. So now he is associated eating toast with this kind of abandonment fear, and he may develop an allergy to gluten. And that can, that can occur um, unless he resolves the shock. So resolution may look like the parents sitting down and saying, I know you heard us fighting, but that doesn't mean we don't love each other and we love you and whatever, you know, whatever resolution requires. Um, So it can happen in a very immediate way, very quickly, or it can be something very long-term. Right, right. So I'm learning the particulars about that. So, you know, Recently, I've heard different cases, and then I start thinking along these lines. But then I think to myself, if I bring this up to the mom, it sounds crazy so far. I I have to hold back and just see how I'm applying this Mm -hmm. um, before I can share any of it. And maybe I don't share 
the particulars, maybe I just utilize it in my own thinking because homeopathy certainly encompasses emotional, physical, mental, all of those things. So maybe without even saying German new medicine, I can say to the mother, well, what happened in school yesterday to little Johnny? You know, did he, was he upset on the playground or, and we see that something occurred that made an impression. Right. Yeah. And I think too, um, you know, what might be involved is I'm, I'm just thinking about like, you know, placebo effect and um, people, this, there's really nothing that seems to, that needs to be done besides maybe healing the, uh, the trauma. And I, I think about these stories you hear where, you know, the power of the, the physician, the, the power of the words of the doctor and how, what that person says can, you know, dictate how things go so often for their patients Absolutely. and just be the voice that looks at these, um, these clients and says, you know, you just need this remedy and then you're going to be fine. Right. And how much that's uh, such so soothing to that trauma, how, how healing just that mm-hmm. is, you know? Yeah, you're absolutely right. And I've just reread uh, one of Bernie Siegel's books. He was the surgeon that uh, he wrote um, Love, Peace and Miracles, I think it's called, um, or Love, Medicine and Miracles. Anyway, he, he's written a couple of books and he really focuses on that pl- placebo effect and also the nocebo effect. The nocebo effect is the opposite. When you're told something negative, how that has the self-fulfilling action on on the individual. And they have actually done labs, blood work, to see after a placebo effect, what happens physiologically. And people literally, their blood work changes. So- When you say placebo, people think, oh, it's mental. It's all in your mind. It's not because they've done this with animals where they somehow applied a placebo effect. They were giving them something. Okay. I I remember they gave them, they gave them a drug uh, paired with a signal of some kind. So every time they got the drug, they heard the signal like Pavlov's dogs, you know, with a bell, whatever. Mm -hmm then they took away the drug and they just did the signal. And the signal caused the same physiological changes in their body. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, and that happens with the placebo effects, so. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Absolutely, yeah, that's that's super, um, it's really amazing. I'm, I'm really excited to see how this is gonna unfold, but I feel like even if, it's just a matter of bringing some of these concepts to the people who you're, your, your clients and people you're seeing. I think that's incredibly healing. And I mean, maybe what my, I have some questions about like how this, you've, you've, you've got a kid that comes to you and maybe it's, you know, an allergy kid that's got, can't eat certain foods um, every time they have like the kind of like the toast example. And um so according to German New Medicine, the kids having an allergic reaction, that's the healing process though, correct? And, and, and like at what point do we get involved, I guess is my question. Right, because this is what I don't understand yet. If that's the healing phase, 
And if the healing phase is causing a limitation to the individual, do you ameliorate that limitation? Like what, what's your role? How long can the healing phase go on? That's appropriate. I just have a lot of questions surrounding that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Like obviously if it's anaphylaxis, you know, shock, you're going to do something. Right. And one of my questions to my practitioners, then why don't people die? Why do people die? Yes. Right. If everything's a healing phase, why do people die? And she said, well, usually fear plays a huge role. And this is the nocebo effect. Mm. When people have fear, they don't understand what's going on. They're told they're going to die. They they are told they're very, very sick, you know, whatever they're told and they believe. And then sometimes their bodies are injected with poisons. Well, that's exactly what I'm thinking. You know, you you get enough of that on board, but that's tends not to be a part of the conversation and understanding. So the death certificate would never say, you know, you died from all the chemicals or, right. uh, you know, the treatment. Right. So. Yeah. So all of the, these five biological laws, they always say like a disclaimer that this is apart from injury accidents or poisonings. So if you're hit by a car, you can't say that's part of the biological law. Or if you inhale the pesticides on the farm next door and you get sick from the pesticides, pesticides that's apart from these biological laws. Oh, interesting. Yeah. 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 So, right, right, right. And I think that like, um, you know, the, the, the mother-child relationship is a really beautiful way of... Um, using this German new medicine, because honestly, I feel like you got a kid who's, who can't eat a certain food and they're having a reaction or something, um, and learning something that would help address that trauma, uh, maybe tapping or, you know, whatever it could be. The mother could have quite a toolkit of, um, things right. she can do to right. and completely resolve this obviously. Yeah. yeah. Because you can use natural methods to try and ameliorate some of the symptoms you know, the natural methods that are, that that cooperate with the body's natural functions, chiropractic, acupuncture, homeopathy, um, emotional freedom technique, you know, any of these natural methods or energetic methods, they can definitely be used. My practitioner uses EFT and I've, you know, I used to kind of glance sideways at tapping and feeling like, ah, this isn't potent enough. This isn't going to do anything, but I, I become a believer in tapping definitely if it's done right so you know any of these things can be utilized and um you you can see changes so yeah yeah so that's a synopsis and that's my my current um obsession (laughs) and that and subconscious work which i am doing wholeheartedly and it's stirring the pot deeply yes um I feel like, you know, clean up the subconscious, identify what, what triggers there are and look at it through the lens of German new medicine and you have, you're empowered basically. And so many stories within the German new medicine material stories about people who have like chemical sensitivities or different conditions. And then they're told this philosophy and things just resolve. They just resolve yeah. because their belief system now tells them, I'm not sick, I'm healing. Right. Yes, exactly. That's the healing. That's amazing. And I am, um, when you were talking um, about the child and mother crossing the street, you know, it reminds me like this is kind of proof 
um, and most mothers can probably uh, empathize with this. Uh, I remember when um, I was nursing my little ones and I'd be in the supermarket and a baby would be crying somewhere and my milk would let down. And still to this day, I'm not nursing any babies and haven't in a long time. But that sensation's one you really know. You don't, if you've spent enough years doing that, you know what that is. And right. I'll tell you, when I hear something, an animal that's in pain or a, it's like this sensation happening. And I'm like, oh my goodness, that's, that's proof right there. Like that. Yeah. That's super yeah. interesting. Yeah. That's the, yeah. that's the preservation of the species. Absolutely. Absolutely. I had a friend that, um, fainted after donating blood and she happened to be nursing, um, her toddler at the time. And, um, as soon as she fainted, her body just let out a ton of milk. Like she, <laughs> she was completely soaking wet and that's it for pres preservation. Like the body was kind of like, you know, save the baby. Like, I mean, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. yeah. So save the baby. It's such an yeah. interesting, the, the human body's absolutely Right. So it circles back around to what I've always said about adaptation. Health is adaptation because we're trying to preserve the species individually and our progeny. Right. So. Right. And, and uh, the technology of the human body is really, it truly is built to adapt, obviously yeah. with all the, with all that you shared about the parasites, that was so mind blowing to me. Absolutely. And so then really quick before we end this, Scylla, um, COVID, uh, was that like a sort of worldwide uh, healing process that we were all going through? How would you envision this through uh, German New Medicine? Well, this is a much deeper topic because there, there are two factors to consider. One, it's man-made. So right. you're looking at the disclaimer of poisons, accidents, and injuries, right? So it's something that's being introduced artificially. Gotcha. But the other way to look at it is that all epidemics, pandemics are learning experiences for humanity as a species. Yes. So they, they raise the consciousness of humanity. So cholera you see happen when people are um, under the thumb of a dictatorship and there's uh, certain conditions uh, the AIDS epidemic you saw with other uh, social emotional considerations going on for each pandemic that sweeps the world, there's a certain learning that takes place for humanity. Right. So you can look at it like that, and you can also look at it like the artificial as an artificial disease. So it's poisoning. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think it warrants a, a deeper discussion, but not today. <laughs> good okay well it was it was great to kind of reach this whole subject and like what are we what you're looking at and do you know when you're going to start taking classes on this yeah uh in november early november and it goes through january so oh, wow. yeah so i'm excited and you know learning and it, it'll be it'll be great so yeah. i'm happy to share this with you and so far, it's just a cursory look at some of the basics okay. of German new medicine, but uh, we'll see how things go. Yeah. And so if people wanted to learn more, can you drop any um, author names or sites and people that they should check out? Uh, there's a woman in the U.S., Andy Lockmears, L-O-C-K-M-E-E-R-S. 
M-E-A-R-S, Lockmeers. She's a proponent of German new medicine and and very good. That's the one name that comes to mind. There's also a very brief book on Amazon uh, by Catherine... Shoot, I can't think of her last name, but it's a, if you just Google on Amazon, German New Medicine, it's a a small blue book with just the title, something like German New Medicine on the front. And that's a very good cursory explanation that's easy to read and easy to digest. Yeah, so I think it's German New Medicine Experiences and Practical, excuse me, Experiences and Practice. Is it Catherine Willow? Yes, 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 Willow. Okay, perfect, yep. Sounds good. Thank you. All right. Well, thank you, Courtney. Until next time. Thank you for joining us for our podcast. You can go to realimmunity.org to learn more about health, homeopathy, and homeoprophylaxis, and to watch the Real Immunity film series.